0: How would it feel to have a thriving fitness business and have the freedom to enjoy life at the fullest? Well, that is exactly what the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Show is gonna give you. My name is Matthew Park. This is Jamie Filer. Hey guys. And we are here to serve.
1: What is going on everybody welcome to the trainer revenue multiplier show as always i'm your host jamie Filer, and today i am joined by nick langer uh who owns team br physiques but if you are familiar at all with the fitness industry you probably know his name nick how are you
2: i'm doing good
1: um tell us a little bit about yourself i'd love to know i'm going to be honest i googled you and your linkedin page was the first thing to come up I feel like you are so far removed. Oh yeah. <laughs> I am right now on the screen is not the same guy with the LinkedIn profile. So tell me a little bit about where you came from in, in terms of your fitness industry, but also your business experience.
2: Yeah. So I actually, um, I started out in the fitness industry back in 2009. Uh, I've been in and out of multiple different areas in the fitness industry. I've been in the supplement, uh, supplement industry. I've been in Gyms. I've been in personal training. Uh, I've kind of gone to all different realms of uh, this world, and you know, I, I started out originally as uh, I was going to college and ended up getting a bachelor's in science in pre med uh, in biology. I was going to be a doctor, and then realized that meant six more years of college, and I was not about to do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you know, it just so happened that in 2010, uh, I had I had taken the year off from playing college football because I had a brain bleed that actually kind of really kind of changed the, the root of my life at that point in time. And uh, I had a, a random person approach me in the gym and asked me if I've ever thought about competing. Uh, and so I ended up competing and kind of starting my bodybuilding journey that also led into everything else. Right. Uh, and that actually was a, uh, I went from 255-ish to about 176 pounds in 16 weeks and kind of put my body through the ringer and uh, you know was able to kind of see what it is firsthand to live that lifestyle and on top of that at that same exact time i ended up getting certified as a personal trainer and kind of stepping my foot in the door of this realm uh, and was was also really into you know supplements and kind of understanding that and i've always been you know i think um, there were there were af- aspects of my life that always had me lifting for a reason and that kind of yeah. goes back to you know childhood and things that happened then but uh you know it was more of an aspect of this kind of opened that door to me and I started to really dive headfirst into the fitness industry um, and then got into the supplement industry, uh, was, a, uh, was a was a manager for Complete Nutrition who is no longer around, but was a manager for them for uh, some of their stores and then ended up taking a district, district manager position for GNC and ran about um, seven stores across four states. And then ended up getting an opportunity to work with my co-owner on the gyms, Tim Rexius, who owns Rexius Nutrition. And I actually started out kind of in the baseline with his organization and then moved up to franchise development and kind of started to see the back ends of how businesses work. I was able to understand, you know, the cost and and, and everything that goes along with businesses and, you know, uh, was able to do a lot of the training and was also in charge of brand development and, product development and everything from that for Rexy's nutrition. Uh, and the gyms actually were just, and, and, and along with this, the entire time I'm still coaching, right? So okay, uh, yeah,
0: ask, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: still coaching the whole time. Uh, and it was, a, you know, it was one of those things where I was in the, I was in the shops uh, working and there would always be people coming in asking about nutrition or training or whatever it might have been. And so I was able to build a pretty decent coaching business on top of working full-time for him uh, inside the, inside the stores and, or, networking or whatever I was doing. Uh, and it just so happened that we ended up going out to a competitor's uh, warehouse with a, uh, a coach of mine at that time. And the competitor had this massive 30,000 square foot warehouse. But inside that warehouse, they had a 3,000 square foot gym. And they were using the warehouse to basically create their own gym and have a have a place where they could write yeah. it off because they had all their supplements there. Yep.
1: Uh,
2: so my business partner and I looked at each other and we're like, we got to do this, right? There was... There was an issue in our market where we didn't have a gym that had everything in one spot. So my competitive background was both powerlifting and bodybuilding. And I didn't have a gym where I could do both and have all the tools necessary to get that job done. And so I saw a niche that was missing. And I ended up, so that's why we created Iron Heaven Gym. Uh, And really, we started that gym with more of an aspect of like, it was kind of selfish, you know. It was like
1: you I'm wanted create, playground.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to create something, and if it doesn't make money, I don't care as long as I don't lose my ass, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but we started to create this environment and create this this uh, this want that a lot of people wanted, and I, I didn't even realize it. And it just progressed and it took off. And because of the fact of um, you know the way that we are as far as building culture, we were able to actually get more momentum. And that momentum grew and grew and we expanded the first location. And then we got a, a need for another one on, on the other side of town. So we opened a second location. Uh, and then two years later, well, three years later now uh, we opened our third location about six months ago and they've just continually grown every single year. We haven't had a year down at all, even through COVID. Um,
1: okay.
2: And uh, and so the gym just kind of took off. Well, obviously as the, the head trainer of the gyms, my training business took off at the same time. Yep. And, so I had to really figure out, uh, and this was kind of the, the conversation that I, why I came to TRM in the first place. I had to figure out how to scale it without right. doing it all myself, because at the, at the time I had about a, a little over a hundred client roster myself, uh, which is a lot, right? This,
1: yeah. is, this is between online and in person.
2: Correct. Yeah. So I, yeah, yeah. It, it makes okay. me cringe looking back at it now. So, okay. uh, so I normally, I was having about a hundred client roster and, What ended up happening is i've got two young boys and i've got a wife obviously and a lot of my time was being spent working with those clients and a lot of my my time not in the gym just the time that i should be spending with my family i was on my phone messaging clients talking to clients whatever it might have been and so i had to create something i had to figure out how to create impact because i don't like turning people down because they're coming to me for a reason (laughs)
1: Right. right they they still need what you have right exactly, yeah exactly exactly
2: and so i was like okay well how do we do this and you know that's when uh jeff black actually introduced me to matt and matt mm-hmm. and i had a conversation about it and you know i i realized yes the roster of the amount of clients that i had was massive but the other issue was more so an aspect that it didn't have a lot of my structures from the back end set up yeah. um, to make that efficient and then on top of that i didn't really understand how to Create the team, foster a team, and then start to kind of transition people into positions where it's less work, but I'm still able to do what I love, which is educate and help and and move the company in the right direction uh, by making sure everybody that's with me and by my side has the same mentality, the same morals, and the same uh, work ethic in that in those in those realms. So,
1: so, how do we create a culture in addition to correct correct? yeah
2: exactly exactly so you know it was creating a culture within vr physiques and creating a culture i've already created that culture in iron heaven which is great but it's more of an aspect of okay this is a different animal so how do we create that same culture with a different mentality right um uh, of coaches and creating coaches that are next level uh in comparison to what else is out there Um uh, and that was kind of the fast action uh of what my kind of backstory is so
1: so i have i was writing down several questions as you were talking the first one was you know at first it sounded like you were a bit of a serial monogamist right we would do one thing and then when we were done we'd move on to the other thing but then when i asked you you and you were like oh and this whole time i was also personal training so do you think that hurt hindered or helped you at all to have your fingers in a couple of different pies versus like you know what Forget personal training. I'm going to go all in supplement industry. And then boom, I'm moving on and going all in.
2: Yeah, I think it's a complicated, quite a complicated answer only because of the fact that um, a lot of things that I look at in life are kind of, you know, gray area. Yeah. Um, but what I will say is this is I think if I would have been able to dive headfirst into training and headfirst into educating myself even more. Um, I probably could have been further ahead than where I am, right? If I would have actually understood the systems, understood how to implement that faster, then yes, I mean the the place that I'm at right now would be ten tenfold um, if I would have done that earlier. But the the thing that I will say is the experiences and the things that I that I saw along the way also taught me a lot of lessons that I can apply and are making transitions a lot faster. Yeah. That I think others would have to kind of like. Tiptoe around and kind of figure out and lose quite yeah. a bit yeah. before they, they see that. So, you know, I think uh, in that aspect, it's just part of my journey. It's part of what has gotten me to this point. Um, but I do, you know, obviously think like, yes, if I would have just gone full bore and, and went straight after it right out the gate, I definitely could have been further ahead
1: from where we are. Absolutely. Went. Now, what do you think uh, or to what do you attribute your success, especially from, I guess, the beginning of 2020? end of 2019 until March 24th, 2022, you guys keep growing year after year.
2: So I think a lot of that just comes down to adaptability. So we we were able to, so from a gym side, we were able to actually look at the market, see what was happening, see where things were moving mm-hmm. and understanding that we had to make an adjustment where people could join our gym and be able to come into our gym without any contact at all
0: yeah. uh,
2: to kind of go around that boundary, right? The yep. other thing was, is that I had to dive head first and full force, full for, full force into social media, uh, which I'm going to tell you right now, I, I can't stand social media. Like it's the one thing that I, I would like, I don't like. It all yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I,
2: and, and you know, I'm, I am as much as a, I come across as an extrovert. I'm very much more of an introverted person. Right. I mean, I know you can understand that too. Totally. Um, so it's a daily thing where I have to force myself out of that, out of that shell. Um, mm. uh, but I also understand that I started to see the trends of the fact that I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing 21, 22 year old kids come into my gym and I'm seeing, you know, six months later, they've got a hundred thousand followers on whatever. Yep. And, you know, now they're coaches and now they're getting a bunch of yeah, clients.
1: I hope that's where you were going with this. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yep.
2: So I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, there's something to this, right? Yep. Like, there's a massive demographic that I am missing. And there's a massive demographic that needs the right um, face in that, in that area. Right. And so, you know, I understand that, you know, my beard bald headed man is not going to attract the, the 17, 18 year old kids that want to get shredded and have like a six pack at 180 sure. pounds. That's fine. Okay. Yep. Um, but I do know that there's clients out there that need my help. And I do know that there are people out there that I can impact and that the knowledge that I've accrued over these 12, 13 years, can be used to help them reach their goals. And at the end of the day, my entire purpose on this earth is to impact others, right? Like that is the reason why I'm here. And that's the reason why I continue to grow this. It's the the financial side effects that come from it are great, but that's not the driver for me. The driver for me is how many people can I truly impact? How many people can I teach in my team to to continue to expand that impact beyond even what I'm
1: capable of. So it's interesting you brought up a team because you have a pretty decent one now between Iron Heaven and BR Physiques. What are we looking at in terms of your staff?
2: Yeah. So with BR Physiques, I have eight coaches underneath me at this, at this time. Um, You know, they're all of them are hybrid models. So they're all either online or in person Mm -hmm. Uh, and their, their structures are kind of person dependent. I've got a, at this point in time, I have one head trainer that kind of, also handles a lot of the in-person sales inside of my gym. And then, uh, he also ends up kind of looking over a few of those trainers. He's actually transitioning to a position now where he's actually going to c- completely rebuild an entire brand new team for himself, mm-hmm. uh, with a brand new price pay-, pay structure and all of that. So it, it's a very, it's evolving very fast. Uh, you know, as far as the business goes, just because we're having to kind of see that evolving, evolving aspects, but uh, at this point in time, so it's eight trainers underneath of BR physiques. And then, uh, the gym we've got, I've got a general manager that runs all three of my gyms. And then on top of that, we've got about 12, uh, part-time employees that we have rotating through all three locations at any given time.
1: Yep. Do you, and, and you still coach, do you not?
2: I do. I do. Yeah. yeah. So do
1: determine who gets to be on like Nick Langer's roster.
2: Yeah. So at this point in time, I've gotten to the point where it's either you're going to pay the price or it comes down to the fact that you're an individual that I know has a high influence that will allow me to bring more to my team. Okay. So the only time that I'll ever make a compromise is if it's somebody that's an individual that I know has a higher level of influence that I know can give us traction for the future. And when I compromise, it's not even much. It's it's barely compromising on my pricing, but it's okay. more of an aspect of I understand that if I if somebody works with me, I know that they're going to get results. So yeah. it's it's an easy aspect for me to understand that if that person has a specific following, or for instance, like I have a female that I'm working with right now that's uh, on one of the local news channels, and so you know, creating those relationships, yeah. I understand that the ROI on that is not what I'm making from them right now. The ROI on that is something that's long term and that they have exposure for. So
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Now you mentioned both powerlifting and bodybuilding, and I'm super curious. I competed last year in 2021 and the discipline, I haven't competed since 2016. I forgot how much it took and how organized I had to be. I'm curious, what have you learned through bodybuilding that has helped in business and also maybe vice versa? What have you learned in business that has helped you in your bodybuilding career?
2: So as far as bodybuilding, honestly, I would say that majority of my success is attributed to what I had to do from a bodybuilding standpoint and also from being like a collegiate athlete mm. is I had to learn how to organize a schedule and make sure that I stuck to it. Uh, and so bodybuilding is very much like that. If you don't have everything in order, you're going to fail because there's too many there's too many variables throughout your day. Uh, and especially I'm learning that even more now because I have multiple businesses that I'm looking after and and my responsibilities have gotten larger as the time has gone on.
1: Yeah. And
2: so it's kind of a new uh, venture that I'm kind of traveling down at this point in time, because, you know, when bodybuilding, when you look at it, you have to balance your workouts. You have to balance your recovery. You have to balance your nutrition. You have to balance all of that. Yeah. Um, and when you got a business, a full-time business, and now, you know, the big stress for me is not the money that I'm making. It's the fact that I want my people to be making good money. I want my people to succeed. And so it's more of an aspect. I have more stress and more strain on my shoulders because it's not about me anymore. Right. And so bodybuilding has taught me structure and has taught me how to create that structure in order to continue to advance and grow um, and be able to be efficient with my time, which is probably the hardest part.
1: Absolutely. 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 And I love that. I think I've heard Andy for I remember him talking and saying, listen, I own a Porsche. I actually own a couple. It's not about that anymore for me. I want every single one of my employees to own Porsches. Right. Right. I love that mentality.
2: Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I, I was, I was a big box gym trainer for a year and I remember making, you know, $12 an hour or whatever it was, some, some horrible, horrible amount of money. Uh, and looking at it and going, there's no effin' way that I'm gonna survive on this, right? And then looking at it and going, okay, how can I restructure? It's the same exact thing we did with the gyms. I looked at it and I go, okay, every gym in my area is shit. There's <laughs> there's nothing that I that is exactly what I want. Yeah. So how do we create something that allows us to have exactly what we want? And how do I create a business that allows that to happen? It's the same for my trainers. I want to create a business that at the end of the day, I can. I can give the people that come to me that I can't take myself, but I can teach my trainers how to create a business for themselves that if they get to the point where they have built their roster way outside of what VR physiques is giving them,
0: yeah. I'll just bring
2: new trainers on and train new trainers, right? I'll mm-hmm. continue to grow this and I'll impact more trainers. So, Again, I'm changing more lives. I'm not just changing the client's lives. I'm changing the trainer's trainer's
1: lives. Trainer who has however many clients. Exactly.
2: Exactly. So it's an aspect for me where it's like, at the end of the day, my entire goal of building the team was I have too many damn people. I need to hand them off. I have too many people coming to me. I need to hand them off. Yeah. So if I can build a team where I can still hand off clients and clients are still getting the service that I want and being treated the way that I want. And I can also teach my trainers how to do social media, how to actually create an influence, how to how to actually build their own roster outside of me. If their clients don't step in my gym, have at it. That's you. I don't want any piece of it. Right. Yeah. And if we do that, now I've got trainers that are loyal that are going to stay with BR physiques because of the fact that I'm not taking everything from them, anyways. And I'm teaching them how to be successful trainers. Yeah. And if and and at the end of the day, I'm able to create. Again, the impact, because all of these trainers, even if those clients come to them as online clients solely away from BR Physiques, and I'm not even touching it, I already know that the principles that I've taught them and the things that I'm teaching them are getting passed on. And that is all that matters to me.
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that is culture, right? That is legacy, rather. That is not culture. That is legacy. Legacy. Correct. So, okay. So I'm curious, bring it back to TRM for a second. I'm curious, because you've been in the program for a little over a year now what are we looking at
2: yeah we're uh this is 13 months right now
1: 13 months right that's what i thought okay so i'm curious number 1 what was the first lesson you ever learned in TRM and then part 2 is what is the biggest lesson you learned in TRM
2: so uh the first lesson that i would say really hit home for me was don't ever undervalue yourself Target. so there, there there's it's a hard lesson uh because you know i think even myself especially being in the midwest it's one of those things where it's like there's no way people are going to go for a certain price point right yeah. but there's no way that that's going to happen and the minute that i sold with conviction the minute that i that i was able to actually talk about why what i have to offer and the value of what i have to offer it made it much easier and so it was like okay this makes sense this is how we actually make this work right yeah. uh, so that would be like the main one that i took away from it right. um uh, Outside of that, from like the continuing aspect, I would say probably the biggest impact that I that I'm seeing at this point in time is uh, allowing myself to let others have control. Oh, because that is probably the hardest thing for me as a as a bodybuilder, as somebody who's very Type A and wants to control everything and control every aspect of everything. Yeah, that do yeah.
1: Uh,
2: it's very hard for me to be like. Okay.
1: It's all yours. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: And you know, that's, that's honestly the hardest thing for me still to this day that I fight myself with is I have to get out of my own way and I have to allow the people that I know have the skills to do the job, to do the job. And are they going to screw up? Yes. But at the same time, that, that that's a learning experience. That's a point for me to teach them how to create what they need to create in order to move this in the right direction. Because I've, I, i Another lesson I learned along the way is I do a lot of things that I don't realize I'm doing all yeah. the time, right? That you keep so, doing, right? What's that?
1: That you don't need to be doing? Correct. Correct.
2: Yeah. Well, and then the other aspect of that is is there's a lot of things inside of my SOPs that I'm not even realizing I'm doing throughout my day because there's such tight I take them for granted because I've done them for so long that when I bring somebody on as a brand new person to do that job, I'm realizing that those little pieces are missing and those little pieces make a massive difference. Uh, And so, you know, always auditing those SOPs to really continue to bring that customer experience has been a huge thing as well.
1: That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Speaks to systems. Um, All right. So I guess I'm switching gears a little bit. BR physiques, baby rhino physiques. How did we even come up with that name?
2: So uh, it was actually a nickname given me given to me by my brother. So okay. uh, let's go back. So he uh, we we were playing slow pitch softball together, okay. and uh, at that time I think I, I I don't know I think I was weighing like two forty five or something like that. And anyways, I was playing center field and I ran across center field and he was like, he basically said, "Man, you look like a silverback gorilla running across across center field," and he's like, "But you're not really tall enough." So no, you're more of like a baby rhino running across the out, outfield. I was like, "Cool, thanks." Um, and he uh, so, anyways. Then that following Christmas, he actually got me a cardio weight belt that says "Baby Rhino" on it, aka Nick Langer underneath of it. Uh, and that literally, so I started wearing that weight belt when I'd go to the gym, and then everybody started calling me "Baby Rhino." Uh, yep. So you know, it was just a nickname that he ended up giving me. And then uh, I changed it from obviously I changed it to BR Physiques because it sounds a lot yeah. more appropriate than maybe yeah. rhino yeah. Um and a lot more professional. And so that's the reason why we ended up, I ended up switching to that for the name.
1: I love that. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for that yeah. little part of your history, Nick. Of course. Um, you are a guy who is big on continuing education. I mean, the first time I ever met you, I knew you from TRM, but the first time I ever met you is PEC Dallas. So you do value education. You're big on self-development. I want to do a rapid fire your top five not even five resources. Let's say right away, uh money. Where do you learn about money?
2: Uh books. So I do a lot of I do a lot of reading um especially when it comes to wealth development and yep. the the aspects on where to go with that aspect. So
1: Give uh, me a book. One. Give me give the give the listeners a book.
2: Uh I mean honestly the biggest one the basic one that everybody knows is Think and Grow Rich. So I mean that one's oh, the easiest know. one. I mean so that's like a lot of
1: rich dad, poor dad, right? Yeah. Right, right.
2: Yeah. I mean, those are, you know, and the principles in that still hold steady to this day. So
1: hundred oh, percent where
2: it's like it just makes sense. Um, yep. so that would be kind of the the one that I would always go to for sure.
1: All right. What about uh, exercise fizz? Where are you keeping up to date on what the body's doing?
2: Yeah, so I actually thoroughly enjoy uh, muscle nerds, they're a company based out of Australia. Uh, Luke Lehman is the is the head guy over there. Uh, but I've been, I have their, um, I have a couple of their courses and their courses. The cool thing about them is once you buy into their courses, it actually every single year they redo them and then you oh, can take, um, Perfect. so that entry, and I don't know, I'm going to say, I don't know necessarily, cause I joined it about three years ago, so it could be completely different now, but, uh, I know when I joined it, it's one of those things where they continually update and change it. And then you can be a part of the entire program every single, uh, time they re-release it every year.
1: So. That's super cool. Uh, Self development mindset.
2: Um, I'm a podcast listener for that kind of stuff. Sure. So I I, I am a big Andy Frizzella fan. Um, he is he is one that I in, enjoy, and he's very much like a Midwest values, no, no oh, kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, so I can relate to that. Um, so that I mean, he's one, uh, but there's a couple other like podcasts that I would go to as well.
1: Okay, and then last one, uh, leadership team building?
2: So that's actually where I reach out to peers. So there's others that are kind of, uh, you know, people that I'm seeing that are in places that I want to be, or people that I'm seeing, you know, have, have been where I've been before. uh, Because, you know, again, I've learned a very, very, very long time ago. And this is, I think, something that you learn playing sports, but then also as just a lifelong student is, I would much rather go to the person that spent the hours and the time doing what I want to do than trying to spend the hours and time trying to figure it out myself, right? There's a lot of lessons that have been learned by others uh, who have lived it that makes it way easier and cuts a lot of BS out. And as long as I'm being a student and I'm listening and I'm not trying to like be the biggest brain in the room, uh, yeah. then I'll be able to actually take those lessons and grow from it. And that's, that's the key, right? It's it's an aspect of like, I, I now use networking to make sure that I can actually learn from others to yeah. advance and get to places faster and get those shortcuts that you're not going to be able to get. And the only way that you're going to be able to do that is by being humble and by being a constant learner from others. So...
1: Nick, what a brilliant, mature answer. I'd ask if there was anything else you wanted to leave the listeners with, but I'm pretty sure that answer literally summed it up, but I will still give you the floor one last time if there is something you want to add.
2: I would say this. One of the biggest lessons that I've learned from an entrepreneur standpoint has been allowing myself to get out of my own way. So the only time that I've hit roadblocks, the only time that I've, um, had back steps or anything like that is because of the fact that I didn't just let go and let it happen. And that has been kind of a huge eye opener for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I am, I am at the end of the day, I am a man of faith, but it's one of those aspects So that's probably one of the hardest lessons to learn in faith as well is to let go. And yeah understand that it's not in your control all the times. And if you're a type A individual like myself, that's the hardest thing to do. Yes. <laughs> so so that would be the, the, the biggest kind of lesson that I would say is let go. Allow others to do what they're supposed to do. Allow others to grow and be the person that, that enhances those around you rather than focusing on yourself.
1: Nick Langer. Team BR Physiques, thank you so much, so, so much for your time and valuable wisdom on today's podcast. We really appreciate it. Of course. Guys, if you like what you heard, please feel free to share this podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Share it with your friends, people who you think could receive value from it. Uh, We look forward to seeing you on our next one. Make sure that you are subscribed on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you are listening from. We definitely appreciate it. We also go live on Facebook every week when we record these. So make sure that you are a member of the TRM Facebook group. In the meantime, thank you again, Nick. We appreciate it. And I can't wait to talk to you all later.
0: Thank you for listening to the Trainer Revenue Multiplier show. If you love today's episode, head on over to Trainer Revenue Multiplier on the iTunes and Spotify and subscribe to the show today.